You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. I'm Josh. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And we are back with a doubleheader main event tonight. We're going to be talking about Only the Brave and the second season, we know you can't wait for it, the second season of Stranger Things. So before we get started, as always, join the conversation on Facebook at Screeners Podcast, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast, or send us an email at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. With no further ado, let's get right into our double feature main event. Welcome to the main event! First up in our doubleheader is a review of Only the Brave. I work this blaze near Big Timber, Montana. In the blink of an eye, there's fire everywhere. And then, charging out of these flames, comes this bear on fire. It was the most beautiful and terrible thing I've ever seen. I heard you guys had some slots available. What are you doing here? I just had a daughter, and I just really want to give her what I never had. If you give me a chance, I won't let you down. You know the difference between type two crew and hot shots? Yes, sir. Hot shots are on the front line, and they get to engage the fire directly. You guys are type two, so why don't you do what you do best? Stay in the back and uh, mop up our shit. The IMDb description reads, based on the true story of the Granite Mountain hotshots, a group of elite firefighters risk everything to protect a town from a historic wildfire. The movie stars Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, Jennifer Connelly, and a whole slew of other people. Uh, It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski. And it is first up tonight. So uh, only Chad, Josh, and I saw this. Chris and Melody will join us later for the Stranger Things review. But we are going to dive right into this movie. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Chad. Chad, what did you think of Only the Brave? Well, first of all, I have to say that I am a, I would say, medium fan of Kaczynski. Uh, I liked Oblivion quite a bit. I uh, wasn't, wasn't as big a fan of Tron Legacy. And, and this is a story of which I knew, I, I want to say like maybe on the periphery, I had heard a little bit about this story but I don't recall knowing a lot about it going into the film, so I had no idea what it was about other than it was about some sort of elite firefighting unit. I'm so glad that I didn't know the story um, going in. Just to to boil it down quickly, I'm going to be very honest and say this is probably my biggest surprise of the entire year, and I think this movie will probably make my top ten of the entire year. I <laughs> I don't know what it is about, because I'm, I'm typically... A little standoffish to these kinds of movies, the biopic based on true events, because they're often very forced and formulaic, and they try to take something that isn't inherently cinematic and shoehorn it into something that they can make a movie about just to, for whatever reason, they want to make a movie about. But in this, the the case of this story, specifically without... Uh, in case anyone isn't aware of the real story of the uh, of the granite is it the granite mountain hotshots I believe yep. yeah is I believe this movie 
is very respectful and honors the the men that were a, a part of that organization and that and that unit. Uh, like I said, I didn't know a lot about it, but uh, you know, I grew up with five brothers, and there is a there's a banter that a lot of screenwriters often try to do and 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 many times fail. But there is a banter among very close friends and brothers. Uh, in particular, that is literally ruthless. I mean, you can say the most awful things, but in a completely fraternal way that is accepted and loving. And I know that sounds kind of backwards, but for those of you, you know, that have really close friends that that communicate in that way, and not everybody does, you, you know what I mean. And I feel like this movie absolutely nails that perfectly with these people who would literally die for each other and love each other, but at the same time are just ruthless to each other in hilarious ways. And it, the chemistry amongst the cast is great. Josh Brolin is fantastic. The performance is great. Miles Teller, who I really became a fan of after Whiplash, turns in a really good performance here that's solid as kind of the outsider who doesn't have his act together and joins the crew. And so I'll just say, without going into any plot details or any kind of spoilers, I, as much as you can love a movie like this, I loved it. I, I wept in this movie <laughs> unexpectedly, completely out of the blue. I, I can't recommend this movie high enough. It's The cinematography is spectacular. I mean, dealing with fire is extremely difficult. Uh, and the, the way that it's shot looks great. The performances feel grounded and real. The story is, is really remarkable. Remarkable, and I, I love this movie. I know a lot of people kind of have slotted it into that that genre that I talked about earlier and have dismissed it, and I feel like unnecessarily and unfairly so because I think this is a step above. So for me, completely unexpectedly, I, I love this movie a, a great deal. Huge raves from Chad. Uh, that's that's uh, interesting yeah. to hear. So now we go to someone who is less common to give huge raves. First of all, Josh saw this movie, so let's applaud that. Uh, and then let's hear, Josh, what did you think of Only the Brave? Well, I'm just glad you didn't start out by saying, did you see the movie? You just you <laughs> spoiled that up front. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I ruined the joke. No, that's good. We should say, though, that Josh thought we were going to record this uh, show, I think, uh, a week ago or two weeks ago. And he went and saw this. And none of Daniel and I yeah. thought that we were going to be the only two that saw it. And then in our Slack channel, Josh pops up. It's like, hey, I saw this movie. We could not believe it. He Josh saw it before was taken both of us. Before both of us, he was taking one for the <laughs> team. I was. So Chris and Melody good. were gone. I thought we'd yeah. like record the next day. All right, I'll yeah. go see a movie. Right. I'm proud of you, Josh. I'm proud. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad I and, glad I could until until you tell me how much you hate it, and then I don't like <laughs> yes. you anymore. Well, so as you can imagine, I would what Chad didn't say in his little gloss of my Slack message is that I was I was not necessarily happy about having gone to see a movie that we were now seemingly not going to record about because I wouldn't have seen this movie otherwise if it hadn't been for the episode that I thought I was going to be one of three members of. That said, I am on Chad's side of this being a surprise. There were definitely some onions being peeled in that theater that I was not expecting. expecting Yes. All right. Josh has a heart. So I have a couple problems with it, um, but they're relatively minor. I'll get into them in a second. But overall, it was it was a very well put together, well told story, and I wondered like partway through the movie, it it kind of seemed like they were manufacturing drama a bit. But it's a true story, and so I I don't imagine that they they put in too much fiction into these people's lives. And if not, this is it's just a really compelling story that they've told. And 
these people are compelling and the cin- like Chad said I pretty much dittoed everything he said the performances are good the cinematography is amazing um, it's one of those movies that if you're gonna see you should probably see it in the theater because of the of the sheer impact of what they're dealing with the landscape cinematography and of course there's the fire and all that the the parts where i thought it was a little bit weaker the movie is supposedly dealing with this entire group of people it's it's supposed to be focused on the granite mountain hotshots and i feel like maybe there were two or three people who had more than one line i think some of these guys didn't even talk at all and yeah. i know not everyone can have major roles because there's more than a dozen of them um but that that felt a little bit unbalanced um, but that being said the people who did have main roles were fantastic josh brolin yeah. was fantastic miles teller was fantastic the actors whose names i don't remember were also good mac whoever played mac and i i don't have his name in front of me but he was also very good um, Jeff Bridges is that Jeff Bridges? <laughs> no, Jeff Bridges was the uh, was the fire chief. Taylor Kitsch, he, I think, oh, was yeah. also great. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I didn't even recognize him as Taylor Kitsch for the first <laughs> few minutes. I kept because I, I, I knew nothing who about who was in this movie, and I kept trying to figure out who is that guy. I know I've seen him anyway. Sorry, yeah, who he is, he's he's he a been? great performance. Friday Night, uh, Lights, Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. Lone Survivor, gotcha. I think. John Carter. Gotcha. Uh, my second complaint is basically a throwaway, and that is, like, the title of the movie doesn't really make sense to me. I don't... Only the brave are firefighters? It doesn't It doesn't play into the story at all, and... It's an it extremely generic title. Out of place. It's, yes. it's lame. Yeah, that, that, that's... And I wonder if that's part of the reason for its, uh, its box office performance. People don't know what to think of it. You have to, like, go search out information about the movie to find out what you're, what you're about to see. But anyways... Yeah, this movie made I think like six million dollars, and it's open. It's it's been not successful, and that's a shame. Yeah, it deserves more. So yeah, that that's my summary. I'm with I'm with Chad about it being a pleasant surprise and a very well done movie. Yay! Yeah. All right. Well, that is a very unexpected opinion, but I love it. And uh, and I'm... here comes the third act turn where Daniel <laughs> hates it. <laughs> I, I can't I can't bluff. I was gonna try to pretend, but I'm terrible at that. No, I love this movie. This is a fantastic movie, and and I'm surprised as uh, I'm just as surprised as you guys are. Because first of all, this trailer was terrible. I don't know who was handling the marketing of this movie. Not only is the title stupid, the trailer was bad. I I was certain that this movie was gonna be awful, and so I was I was so surprised. Man, I, I cried, guys. Like for real, this movie caught me so by surprise. And, and not just like, you know, in the end or anything like that, like throughout the movie, there were, there were many moments where I, I got emotional. Um, it was, it handled emotion very, very well. And it never felt manipulative, manipulative or anything like that. Like it felt genuine and real. And I think a large portion of that is due to the, the chemistry that you guys mentioned. These characters feel so real. They feel very lived in and genuine. And and so the emotions, when, when they get emotional, I did. And that's not what I expected from this movie. I thought it would be the type of movie that's usually okay, but uh, it handles these real-life situations about heroes. And they treat them, they idolize them just a little bit too much. Where everything's peachy keen and these guys are superheroes and, and nothing's wrong in their lives and all this stuff. And this movie didn't do that. Um, it started to. I was a little worried at the beginning. Uh, like, for instance, with Josh Brolin and Jennifer Connelly's relationship. The first couple scenes with them is a little bit too sweet 
you know, them calling each other nicknames and all this cutesy little stuff, and it was kind of annoying. But then as the movie goes on, you see realness with them like it gets it gets heavy with them i really just was impressed and so surprised and moved i i have a couple little complaints this movie isn't perfect um but like like josh was saying like there it's minor stuff one of my complaints was was that as emotional as this movie was it had a habit it happened a few times where this there would be a really heavy emotional moment and then it would undercut it um i'm thinking of a scene where miles teller holds his baby for the first time and I was welling up. Like, I was really moved at this moment. And then all of a sudden, this electric guitar comes blaring in, and then it cuts to the next scene. And I was like, what just happened? Because I was really having a moment, and then it just, it was, oh, all right, we're, we're done there, I guess. And so that I, I, was just odd to me. But uh, all, all in all, that is a very minor complaint, because I, I really, really love this movie. And I had no idea of this true story. As best as you can, don't don't look it up beforehand because that that would have it would have been a, a different emotional reaction i think had i known uh you know the story this movie just totally caught me by surprise 100 in from the quality of the film to the story itself everything just really caught me off guard so i loved it uh, i agree with everything you guys said it's gonna be it, it's right now it's in my top 10 of the year uh hopefully it hopefully it stays there we'll see uh but yeah i, I can't speak highly enough i don't think we can uh can at least not mention the the female performances as well jennifer Connolly is in mm-hmm. here as well as andy mcdowell and they're they're great and, yeah. and p- part of you know it seems sort of reductive just to say they're great but you almost don't notice their performance and that and they're big stars and so i think that's part of the Part of what makes this as effective as as it does is is the is, as effective as it is. Excuse me, is because even though you know that's Jeff Bridges, these characters they feel real. They feel real, yeah. and that's what I, that's what I was saying. And and they honor the, the real life people that they're they're based on because they never felt cheap or it never felt like they were trying to mine any kind of specific emotion. Just the story in and of itself did the work for you. All right, guys, let's jump into a very brief spoilers review. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Spoilers, uh, everyone dies in the end. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God, it was the worst. I had no idea. I see. I did. I uh, accidentally saw something oh, online, man. and then I well, but then I remembered. Like, oh yeah, I re- I remember this from the news a couple years back. But I wouldn't have known I if I hadn't seen that thing online. I did not. When they pulled no out idea. and said they were all done, I, I was done. Because I knew <laughs> you know going into this movie that like one or two <coughs> of them are gonna die. So the whole time I'm waiting. Sure. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna Who's be? It gonna be? Oh, it's all, all of them? them. All of them. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, god. It was horrible. So horrible. 
Um, and I love the way they did the credits at the end to, you know, the juxtaposition of to the real people. They do that a lot in, in movies, but I think oh, the way that they great. did this one was, was really well done. Yeah. Well, There's you, our spoiler section. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, obviously, we all really love this movie. It's a unanimous review, so you all need to go see the movie. All right, and with that, let's go into our final review of the episode, Stranger Things 2. On Halloween night, Will's a sort of shadow. Maybe all of this is happening for a reason. These are not nightmares. It's happening. And it all leads back to here. This thing. You said it was all in his head. And what have you done? Nothing. What is wrong with my boy? I don't understand. I love you, Lord. She was all right, so the Netflix phenomenon, Stranger Things, is back with a second season. And I can't wait to dive in and talk a little bit of a spoiler-free discussion with you guys. But before we do, I want to just warn you, obviously we're going to talk about spoilers from season one of Stranger Things. So if you haven't seen uh, season one yet, go back and watch it. It's available. It's streaming right now on Netflix, obviously. But season two is here it is definitely a phenomenon. Everybody seems to be talking about it, at least on my social network feeds. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about Stranger Things. So let's just, I, I, I want to get a general idea of what your guys' thoughts were. Have you, you guys have all seen season one, right? Yes. Yes? Yes, Okay. sure. And so what did you guys think of it? Like, what, what was your general kind of thoughts on, because it, it became a cultural kind of cornerstone there for quite a while. I mean, I, most of my friends talked about it, saw it, really kind of enjoyed it. I think most of the reception was pretty positive. But Daniel, what did you think of season one of Stranger Things? Oh yeah, I loved it. Uh, if I remember right, I think I didn't quite love it as much as you, Chris. I know you yeah. were raving about it, but I, I did enjoy it a lot. I really loved it. And I went and rewatched it before this season um, and loved it even more than I remembered. So yeah, a huge oh, fan of season one. So you rewatched season one before mm-hmm. you... Wow, that's that's commitment, my friend. Wow. Hey, All right, great. Got to do it. Melody, what did you think of season one of Stranger Things? I definitely loved season one. I think it was probably one of my more favorite television viewing experiences of the last few years. And as I recall, I think Chris watched it first and tried to convince me that I would like it. And it was kind of just another one of those blah, 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 Hannibal is awesome sort of things. But then finally I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And of how, course, totally loved it. How dare you? How, <laughs> how dare you? I tried Hannibal. Let's just be clear. It was fine. Did you? I don't remember yep. you trying Hannibal at all. Well, I do remember something about flowers growing out of bodies in the field. Anyway. Hashtag married secrets. <laughs> So I love Stranger Things season one. Absolutely. I feel like anybody who like watches it will love it because it's just many great things. Cool. Awesome. And Chad, you weren't a huge fan, right? Am I I remembering this correctly? You're just kind of okay on it. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of lukewarm on season one. It has it checks off all the boxes for me. I'm an '80s kid. Right. I love I love Stephen King and Spielberg. 
Uh, I love everything about that era. I've watched all the 80s movies. So it's one of those things where I should love it, but I, I just didn't. I didn't. I like the performances. I think the kids are great. But the story just never got me. I'm not a hater. I don't dislike it. Right. And I can understand why people do like it a lot. I just didn't get on board the full love train. It was more like a lukewarm-like train. A lukewarm-like train. Okay, well, that's yep. okay. That's something, I guess. That's yeah, something. Melody, just like she said, I watched this twice because I watched it by myself, thinking that she might not really like it because of its darker tone and its dealings with children. Didn't seem like it would be down her alley. But as soon as I finished the series, I thought, you know, this is something she's going to enjoy. And so, yeah, I watched it twice. Within probably a month, uh, I watched Stranger Things twice. I really enjoyed that uh, that first season, and I could not wait, could not be more pumped or hyped about Stranger Things. I guess they're not even calling it season two. They're just calling it Stranger Things 2, trying to get on that kind of differentiating uh, itself from other television shows. So let's talk a little bit about what we thought of. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've only seen the first four episodes of Stranger Things 2. So we're not going to be very spoilery. We're just going to give our general thoughts on the series continuing. Does it deserve a second chapter? Does it do a good job of that so far in the early part anyway of, of the second season? What our hopes are for uh, for the future. So uh, let's go in that same order and chat a little bit about what we thought our general thoughts of Stranger Things 2. And then maybe even after that, we can just kind of have like a roundtable discussion because I really have a couple of things I want to I want to chat with you guys about and just kind of see, get your thoughts on. So uh, we started with Daniel, I think. What did you think of, of this uh, second season of Stranger Things? I loved season two of Stranger Things. It, it, I was so excited going into it. Uh, first, they had that amazing Comic-Con trailer, the best trailer of the year. Yes. Uh, so I was hyped. And then I rewatched season one. And like I said, I liked it even better than I did the first time. So it was just like, it really pumped me up for the second season. Uh, it, it's not perfect, but it is a fantastic season of television. Better than the first season, in my opinion. I think. That now, wait, you, you finished it, is that correct? I did. I've watched all of it. Um, nice. So uh, I won't go into spoilers, of course, but yes, I watched every episode of it, and I absolutely loved it. Definitely think it's better than the first season. Wow. Now, the, thi- the thing with this this season too is, for me, like I say, it's better than the first. It, it, it's in trade. There are trade offs. There are some things that are better than the first season. There are some things that I miss from the first season. So, for instance. Season two, one of the reasons, one of the things that makes it so amazing is that it's freaking huge. They they cranked yeah. everything up so high, not to eleven. They cranked it to, to thirty five. I mean, they no, just to, to, to eleven. So um, and and you can tell in a great way that their budget was so much higher this season. Um, the visuals are so much better. Um, one of my complaints from the first season was that the effects were were pretty poor. You could tell that it was kind of a low budget for the first season. Um, some yeah. of the stuff in the upside down, the Demogorgon didn't look very good. Here, it looks amazing. Everything looks so good and everything's so huge. Now, because the story is so huge in scope, 
um, a lot bigger than the first season. One, one of the trade-offs is that, that we spend less time on kind of the smaller moments that, that made the first season so good, kind of the normal, like, coming-of-age kind of things. We have fewer of those. It's, it's still there, but that was just one of the things I missed. Um, now, that's okay, though, because being so big, it's so much fun to watch. It's like a big blockbuster movie, except nine episodes of it. So it's amazing. Yeah. Another one of the trade-offs is um, one of the great things of the first season was all the kids being together as a group. We have a little bit less of that uh, in this second season because everybody's kind of split up and having their own storylines, individual storylines. But the the trade-off is we have these awesome pairings that we didn't have, like Hopper and Eleven and, and just some other pairings, uh, Steve and Dustin, that, I, I, that are just so much fun to watch. They're great. And so the season is just kind of full of those trade-offs, things that I missed from the first but that are incredible in the second. So overall... This season is so good. Uh, it's just so enjoyable and, and interesting to watch. There's really nothing else on TV like it. And so this is one of the best TV viewing experiences I've had the whole year. One of the best seasons of TV this year, no doubt about it. I loved it. Wow, nice. Okay. All right, Melody, what did you think of the, the limited time you've had with season two? You haven't finished it yet. You're with me. We've finished four episodes. So what have you thought so far of season two of Stranger Things? So I am enjoying it. Uh, Like you said, we're only four episodes in, so I will reserve full judgment. But I'm definitely enjoying it. I think I think Daniel like hit the nail on the head with and I've only like I said, seen four episodes, but it feels like there's some stuff that I'm definitely missing from season one, probably like that group dynamic. And also, you know, when you when you do shows with kids and then you do it a season a year later, like the kids just they grow so fast that like the change. Obviously, this is supposed to be a year later anyway, so it works. But I miss the younger kids, I think, a little bit. But like Daniel said, the trade offs are awesome. The visuals are amazing. Um, the story is getting more compelling. I, I had a little bit of a rough time with the first episode, but I think that was only because I was very jet lagged. So I won't I can't I can't fairly critique it because I was very tired. So, yeah, I'm loving it. I have every confidence that it's going to continue to be just fun and entertaining and great storytelling. And I'm loving it. Awesome. Okay, Chad, give us your thoughts. I went into this season hoping for the best uh, and expecting the worst, uh, but but with an open mind, you know, hoping to, to turn the the tables from uh, my my mild likage of the first one and uh, I have seen the entire season I watched all nine episodes and all I can really say about this this season is it is very it is similar to the first season in a lot of ways except for me the one major difference is that I freaking love this season I love it I think maybe opposite of Melody a little bit is I enjoy this the the kids being a little older because the subject matter of this season uh, I think is is more interesting for me uh, I like the preteen protagonist the the idea that it's you know it kind of plays on this idea that it's this very terrifying time of their life in general when you get out of your your parents house and you have to face the real world and there's a lot of themes that are explored related to bullying and young love and wanting to belong and trying to fit in and trying to find your place and family and I think this season while bigger in scope for sure than the first season for me does a better job at really living in those themes which is why I think it resonated with me more 
Uh, I really, really enjoy the performances. There are some new characters this season that uh, that come in that are, you know, this is a perfect blend of, and we all said it in the first season, it's been said a million times, this is, you know, like Stephen King and Steven Spielberg, you know, mix-up, mash tape. But a mash tape, a mixtape. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we followed you. We followed you. It's okay. You know, you, I, I wasn't going to correct you. Right. It was yeah, yeah. But but the thing that I the thing about this season for me is that it it literally is. There are some genuinely scary moments in here. Now they're all jump scares, and so that's kind of a cheat. But there are some legitimate good jump scares. So it it has like this '80s horror vibe, but it also has this John Hughes '80s teen romance thing that's all mixed in there, and not yeah. just around one or two characters just the overall feeling it was a little bit of a slow burn I, I wasn't I wasn't maybe as negative about the the first episode as Melody was but it did it did take a couple of episodes for it to really get into me and then it, it just it hits overdrive all the way through to a great conclusion and so I'm excited about season three and I'm ready to spend more time with these characters and I, I just there's a I love and I'm keeping this as generic as I can but I love the way that the last episode ends, the last, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. It's so 80s and so perfect and it's yet amazing. moving, moving and happy and and in all the right ways. And so don't take happy to mean it's not dark. So don't get, no, I'm not spoiling anything. It's just, it's so 80s. It's the perfect way to end the season. And, and for whatever reason, just I thought the performances were right on point. Even when on a writer who was a little bit crazy in the first one season, she's crazy in this season too, but in a way that I, that I bought. There's some mother-son things that happen in this season that are really affecting and emotional. And so overall, I, I could not be more positive on this. I, I really didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but it's really great. It's really, really great. And I'm fully on board the love train now. So there you go. Sign me up. Nice. All right, Melody, we're gonna have to watch a couple of episodes tonight. How does that sound? You want to watch a couple? Because I, I, this... I was literally just thinking, can we like wrap up this recording? So exactly. exactly watch another right? episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we yeah, I want I'm, to know I'm, all the goodness. I'm loving it too. I'm really enjoying all of the '80s references as well that is happening in it because every single episode seems to just call back. Like the the video camera that's used is the same one that is in uh, Back to the Future. The way that you know, the Ghostbusters uniforms they wear for Halloween. You know the fact that there's a kind of an, uh, a fairly obvious ET reference. Uh, it's just it Trapper is a keepers. really Trapper keepers, Tra- yeah, trapper keepers, <laughs> uh, and so it, all that bright artwork, uh, all that stuff, the uh, the dolphins, you know, the, the and all that stuff. It was great. So yeah, I, I, I love the world this thing creates uh, from the moment it starts. Although I have to say, the opening scene, the opening scene of episode one is very confusing <laughs> and they haven't gotten, we've only been in four episodes, but they still haven't gotten back to that opening scene. I'm guessing they will, but I have no idea what was going on there. I'm still very confused as to what that was all about. Uh, and I can't wait to, to find out, but, uh, okay. This isn't spoilers because it's the very opening scene. So we're talking yeah. about that opening scene. She has psychic powers and she sure. p- pulls up her sleeve and shows sure. she's number eight. eight. So sure. I mean, there are questions, but it's pretty obvious that she's, you know, but what does that have to do with anything? Hey, no, but I understand that. But it, there's nothing. It, it, there's no callback reference to that. There's. It, 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 does it have any impact on? Has no zero impact on the story so far. Anyway, it just oh, seems right. like an I odd. Chris, I'm, odd. With you I'm with you a hundred. I'm with you a hundred percent. It it was 
it, it, I can't say anything. Just watch the show. Okay, I know I'm going to. I'm just saying it was an odd way of opening. It the, is the 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 season. What? I did. Yeah, it doesn't make oh, any sense, I man. It. I loved it. Y'all are crazy. How did you? No, I, I loved it too, Daniel. But you can't say that it's not different for them to do it. And then I say I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Okay, or I'm, so I'm guessing that means we get back to it. That's a good thing for me. As long as we get back, if it was just that, if it's just that, I'm going to be annoyed. So if of it's just course. that, okay, good. So we get back to it. Okay, good. Um, but no, I'm, I I love the world they're creating here. Uh, it, it it I think they've justified this season too. I was a little concerned because I think when they first started this, it was going to be more like a, uh, every season was a different story, right? And then they liked this so much they decided to keep going to do another another season of it with the same characters and same setting and i think i mean so far anyway the four, first four episodes i've seen it really justifies having another another season of television um i just love being with these characters guys i yeah. i enjoy hanging out with these friends i feel like they are my friends from when I was that age, it is insanity to me how well they've captured the the ideal, like my my vision, you know, of, of what it was like back then. Because I remember having a core group of four friends. We'd always hang out. We'd play video games together. We'd do, you know, all kinds of shenanigans together. And it felt like they've really captured the spirit of childhood. And like you were saying, Chad, they've thrown in these amazing storytelling elements that of course are fantastical and you know all the sci-fi stuff and horror but all it is is doing is is just you know telling a better story so i i loved it i i think it was a it's really great so far and i can't wait to finish it so i'm ready to do it yeah and i still think that the my favorite moments are still not the spectacle moments it's just the kids being with yeah. each other yeah yes. that, that was one of my biggest complaints uh, again i loved it so don't hear that i'm negative on this but there were just fewer of those moments i felt than the first season there weren't as many just normal non-supernatural kid moments in this season i don't know i i just like the reactions that they're having to all the supernatural stuff like i feel like it is very much that like we can't trust the adults we have to yeah. do our own thing we have something that is Super important. None, nobody really believes this. Although I have to say, I do like how because I was concerned that they were there that like the Hopper and um, Winona Ryder's character were gonna have some sort of amnesia and still be the the blockers of the kids. But they're they're very much not that. They're fully believing them. Or anyway, yeah. and the, where I am at right now, I really appreciated that because I was afraid we were gonna get back in here and the kids were gonna be like, "No, it's happening again." And Hopper was gonna be like, "No, come on, guys, it's fine. It's over now. Everybody's done. We're all." But no, they're very much in that kind of wanting to believe and help. Uh, but they have their own thing they have to deal with. Uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty there's great. A, it really there's is. a moment here with uh, where Winona Ryder is playing a VHS tape where yes. I freaked yes. out. It was so cool. I absolutely loved That was my favorite moment of the whole series. I just like, when what happened happened, I like freaked out. It was amazing. Are, are, are we talking about, like, let's just, this might be a spoiler. So if it's well, she, when she pauses the VHS tape. Yeah. So like what yeah. something happens in the tracking basically of the VHS yes. tape. That yeah. was so cool. It, yeah. That was cool. That was very, very, that was very, very cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Pretty brilliant. Uh, what do you guys think of the new character? Oh shoot. I forget his name. The, the older brother of Max, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. He just seems like the brooding older brother with the past. 
yeah. right now anyway. So I, I can't, I don't know much more about his character other than it just seems like the, the, the the guy who has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he is the worst part of this season. Uh, no question to me. He is so annoying. Um, oh man. So he doesn't get better than the stereotype. I was hoping <laughs> that there was like a reason that he yeah, was that way. Not to hoping. me. Yeah. Not to me. What do you think? That's Chad? a bummer. No, it didn't bother me at all because th- where where I think this season succeeds more than the first season is it rides a line of uh, parody is too strong a word, but kind of being in on the joke of Homage. We, we, we know how 80s we are yeah, uh, and, and playing to those elements while still being an entry into the, an 80s genre kind of thing. And so I think his character is supposed to be annoying. He's supposed to be alpha male. He's supposed to be everything that he is. Now there are a couple times where it gets a little carried away, but it's a as this, he uh, right, and so welcome to the eighties. There, yeah, I mean, that's, all the that's, other characters are are even though they are no, the eighties. I wouldn't say all the other characters real. Like they're Renona Ryder's character is real. Come on now, Daniel. More real than that freaking d bag. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the fact that the fact that you yes. don't like him means mission accomplished. So he yeah, but did, it was for no he reason. He served the purpose. <laughs> What do you mean there was no re- and of course there's a reason. No, there wasn't. Anyway. There was no reason. He was just Okay, well, just we will re- we will have to revisit this yeah, when you guys we'll have, have seen the whole well, thing. Well, here, let me let, let me just say this. So of all the new additions, Sean Astin's character, uh, I I'm quite enjoying. I feel like this Really? Blubbering... I feel like he's annoying I... too. I love Sean oh. Astin, but I don't know about that character. Oh, I don't know. I, I like him. He seems like he's, he's you know, he's trying really hard and wanting to, and, and right now anyway, I don't know where his character goes. I mean, you know, but right now anyway, he seems like a, like the, you know, the guy that's trying, you know, he's, he feels like somebody love me. Everybody, I want to love you. Willing to, you know, help out the kids whenever he can and all that stuff. So I, I don't know. He seems to, I seem to like him quite a bit at the moment anyway. So we'll see where he goes, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine they'd get Sean Astin and only do that with him. I'm hoping that something else occurs with his character over the course of the season, but we'll see. I don't know anything about what's happening, but I, I hope so. It's the 80s. Everybody has to get their moment. I know, right? Exactly. It's so funny. So I'm on IMDb's uh, page right now looking at uh, Stranger Things, and don't you know that the entire ad around Stranger Things in full way on IMDb, you can go there now, probably it'll still be the same, is all ego. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. There, it says, waffles are delicious in any dimension. Uh, man, ego is just is <laughs> taking this as wish, far as they can, man. I wish Netflix would advertise their movies as much as they advertise Stranger Things. Uh, well, but. yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. I understand. It's weird, isn't it? We, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine this afternoon. We were talking about Netflix's seeming unwillingness to really advertise anything other than the, the things that already have a whole bunch of following. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Difficult. It is weird. It's very, very strange. So anyway, but yeah, I so far, it's great. Can't wait to watch the rest of it. Do we think there should be a season three? What do we think? Is there is there a reason to have a season three, or should we not even talk about that? We should probably not talk about that. Really? Uh, I mean, it's already been confirmed. confirmed so. for <laughs> three and four. So, you so know. how do you? Okay, so I didn't know that. So how do you guys feel about that? Is that a good thing? Are you ready for more Stranger Things after seeing this season? Does it sound like I'm ready for more Stranger Things? It does. Yes. <laughs> Chad, how about you? Are you ready for hundred percent? Yes. Okay. After right, after this season, yes, right, I'm great. in. All right, fantastic. Well, that's all I needed to hear. All right. You're listening to the Screeners podcast. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Screeners Podcast. Uh, Definitely follow us on Facebook. Let us know what you thought of this particular episode or any episode, really. We love to hear from you. Hey, next time we're going to be reviewing Thor Ragnarok. See you guys then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.